Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greetings. Welcome to the NASCAR NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. I've got a special bonus episode of the NASCAR NBC podcast for you today. Through IMSA and the Action Express team, I had the opportunity to do a Zoom with Jimmy Johnson this week. So I thought I'd turn that into a podcast episode because it was a good conversation. Jimmy is running the Petit Le Mans at Michelin Road Atlanta this Saturday in the number 48 Ally Cadillac with co-drivers Simon Pagano and Kamui Kobayashi, and also with his former NASCAR crew chief, Chad Knauss, calling strategy for the team. Knauss is there as part of a Hendrick Motorsports contingent that will be at Road Atlanta this weekend, helping out the number 48 for Action Express. This is the fourth endurance race of the season for Jimmy in the IMSA sports cars, This team opened the year with a second-place finish in the Rolex 24 at Daytona, also raced the 12 Hours of Sebring and the six-hour race at Watkins Glen International. But this is Jimmy's first time racing a DPI car at Road Atlanta. So we talked about how he's been getting ready for the 10-hour Petit Le Mans, a lot of which will be run in the dark. We talked about the ups and downs of his IMSA sports car season, how racing sports cars with Chad Knauss has really helped rekindle their personal and working relationships, and what the current plan is for running these IMSA sports cars again next season if he'll be back with Action Express, with Chad Knauss, with Hendrick Motorsports. And as part of that, we also had a good discussion on how Jimmy has gotten so much more involved on the business and sponsor side of his career as he puts together these deals to be able to run IndyCar part-time, to potentially be able to run the Indy 500 next year, to run sports cars. All of that has really helped Jimmy gain a new appreciation for the business side of racing and for what Rick Hendrick does as a team owner. So if you want to watch Jimmy and the team in the Petit Le Mans at Road Atlanta this weekend, you can check out NBC starting at noon Eastern on Saturday also check NBCSports.com motors for more broadcast and race information, as well as full coverage for the race weekend. But for now, without further ado, Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. 
because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Here's my conversation with Jimmy Johnson. So you tested at uh, Road Atlanta a couple weeks ago. How'd it go? I, I thought it went really well. You know, I've been there in a cup car and had an idea of how the track laid out. So that was nice to, to not start over from square one. But man, the DPI car is so much faster around that track. And as a result, there are less turns around the racetrack. I mean, corners for the cup car are now kind of acceleration zones for the DPI, which is, is just mind blowing. So yeah, I, the, the two days that I was there were very useful. You know, I'm still trying to learn these downforce cars, learn the tracks. And uh, to get a couple of days before Petit, um, the race weekend schedules are so short and trying to get three guys through the car you're just, you just, you never get any seat time until the race. And then the DPI category is so stacked that, you know, I've been the weak link and then I just need more seat time so that I'm more competitive and can get more seat time in the race. When was the last time you tested the cup car there, Jimmy? Would it have been like 10 years ago or something? Or? Do you remember, whatever year Brad broke his foot real bad? Okay. Yeah. 2000, 2011. So yeah. My last okay. time we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously that was a long time ago, but you sort of have to unlearn like you're accelerating past where you're breaking, I guess, in a cup car, right? Like way past. <laughs> way past. And thankfully I've been doing that all year. So yeah. it's more familiar now to just sail on by a breaking mark for a cup car <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and get down to the two or the one, um, you know, depending on the car in the corner. But it's the thing that probably caught me the most off guard was the final turn on the front straightaway is second gear with a good lift and a little bit of brake in the cup car. And in the DPI car, um, you do not lift and you grab fifth gear uh, about mid-corner and it's just a non-event. And then you grab sixth gear shortly after it and you're on the front straightaway. So, I mean, that's probably the best example of a legit corner for the cup car is an acceleration zone for the, uh, for the DPI car. Wild. That's wild. So when you did this, like when you were talking to us back in December and January and you were first testing the DPI, you were like, hey, I want to do this because I want exposure to a high downforce car so I can prepare for IndyCar season. So now you've run, what, 13 IndyCar races. Are there still things that you want, you're learning for IndyCar? Or is this kind of like just more of a fun sort of side project? Like, hey, I can run Petit Le Mans and say I did. It's a little of both. I mean, this is the closest car out there to an Indy car. You know, it's not exact. Tires behave much, much differently. Um, it does have better brakes than the Indy car, but it has less power than the Indy car. So ultimately, you know, it is different, but it is the closest thing out there. I tried 
some Formula Three cars in uh, you know through last winter, and and the gap was just too far apart. So, um, you know, I'd made my agreement to run the twenty one endurance schedule in on its own, in a sense, just because I love IMSA racing and it's what. I kind of felt like I'd be doing in this part of my life. I didn't really think IndyCar would be, I'd be more IMSA. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I made the decision to go into racing independent of, you know, and on its own and then found the added bonus of like, this is the closest car on the planet to an IndyCar right now that I can get in. So it still just reps until whenever the next time you get in the IndyCar, this kind of keeps you a little bit fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. When I think of, you know, just uh, Alex Blow as an example, Alex is like, I can't believe my last drive is Long Beach and my next drive would be February or January when we go, go, go testing. Yeah. Um, so just to think of it, and, and he's a guy, you know, two years now in the series, clearly the champion, the fact that he is wishing he had more winter drive time. Um, I'm very thankful for the IMSA program. We had two days post Long Beach. I have another race. Uh, we'll have at least two to three more testing days getting ready for the uh, the 24 hours itself, then the 24 hours. So it really is useful, um, you know, f- for myself to, to continue my growth pattern. Yeah. And so there's no IndyCar testing for you the rest of the year until Sebring? In Nothing January? this year. Yeah. We'll have Sebring in January. I think we get four days of testing next year wow. is all. And nice. they have these blocks of time when teams can use them. Um, I had a f- at least one or two rookie test days at my disposal uh, last year that I don't have the luxury of this year. Um, so I- I'm just kind of in that veteran mode where we get four days. So a lot of the narrative, Jimmy, going into this race is that it's so late in the year. It's, it's after the switch over on the time change that you're gonna, you guys will be driving the majority of this 10 hour race at night at a track that's, I don't know if you've seen, I, like I've, I watched Petite almost and it's entirely last year for the first time. And it's it's dark. <laughs> it is not like Rolex. I mean, I guess it's sort of like Sebring, but it's definitely not like Daytona, obviously. So I'm just curious, like, have, can you prepare for that at all? Or have you wondered about what that's going to be like? Because I don't know how much you drove at night. I know you did a little bit at Rolex, but at Sebring, I guess would be like the most common to this one. Yeah, I think Sebring's closer for sure. But I, I, from what I have watched on television, I think to your point, Petite is the darkest. I've been on uh, R Factor 2, which is one of the gaming platforms. I've put 80 other cars on track, all GT cars, and I've been running at night, <laughs> just trying to <laughs> drill it into my head. And I, I don't know how accurate it will be, but there's, there aren't any lights around that track. And I know seating no. is less lit, but there's a lot of, in a few of the corners, they have temporary lights kind of shooting at the apex. You have a lot of campers that are in and around. And I just, from watching on TV, I don't see how there's much kind of ambient light that's going to pour onto the track and kind of help light the track at Petite. It's just dark. How many uh, GT cars do you pass per lap when you have 80 GT cars? In it's the field? a ton. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. And, and uh, thankfully I have cra- uh, crash damage turned off because I've been wrecking like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, you know, I, I know that coming in this year, obviously you have the least amount of experience and you're not Kamui, you're not Simon. So I I wouldn't have expected you to like match their drive times, but I was looking at the drive times and I noticed that Rolex, you're about half of what Kamui and Simon did. Sebring, same at three and a half hours at Rolex, two and a half hours at Sebring. And then I noticed Watkins Glen, you were only in the car for 36 minutes. I think like one 
stint while Kamui and Simon both did like two and a half to three hours. Are you expecting to do more this time? And was Watkins Glen just shorter because there's a shorter race and it's the middle of IndyCar season? And yeah, no, I think ultimately it just boils down to my pace and, and yeah, so how tough the DPI category is. And we felt like we were lacking some pace as a group at, uh, at Watkins Glen. And we, we needed to keep our fastest guys in the car. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't make cautions and then just kind of the way it played out. And that was a big eye opener for me and, and kind of led to the two day test session coming into Petit. It's like, Hey guys, man, I think I got 24 laps the way that 36 minutes turned out. Yeah. And I got six laps of practice before the race. And I hadn't been in a DPI car before there. Um, I was in a grand am car, but not a DPI car. So I raced my hands and guys, I mean, I can't just carve out an entire weekend to go run 24 laps, well, <laughs> yeah, 30 something laps, uh, with six, six laps of laps in practice and amongst three practice sessions that took place. Like I, I just, it didn't make sense. So, yeah. you know, this is, this was our step forward. Like let's, let's get Jimmy some more, more seat time. Um, it worked out obviously to get Simon in the car. He was at the test. Kamui had obligations uh, with Toyota, so we couldn't get him here. But you know, we took advantage of taking a two-day test and, and running myself and Simon through the car. Do you have an idea of like how long you want to drive this Saturday? Like, are you hoping like at least three hours or multiple stints? Or yeah, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I would love to get as obviously as much time as I can and, and really be on on pace and equal time to my teammates. Yeah, gotcha. What's been, do you think, your best race so far this year, Jimmy? I mean, I, like you said, I mean, Watkins Glen only getting 36 minutes was probably no fun. I know Sebring wasn't great. Is it Rolex or? Yeah, I'd say Rolex from the DPI mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, in the night, I led a full stint with the 01 car behind me, and then they, they jumped us in the pits, and I ran second to him, you know, with him right in, uh, I think Ringer was in the car with him in front of me um, until I got out of the car. So that that was that was definitely my, my best showing and the track that I have the most experience at. Sebring, I think my confidence was ahead of my ability. And I, I had a couple of big mistakes, you know, one in qualifying, one in the race. And the one in the race just took away my confidence. And I, I wasn't really good the rest of the night. Um, although I did get more drive time, I was just afraid to, to take us out. Um, so that, that was a, and it just kind of an interesting experience in time where my IndyCar testing, my DPI testing and experience, you know, I was, I was ready to trust the downforce and, and just ultimately wasn't ready yet. <laughs> it made some mistakes. <laughs> so this weekend kind of maybe redemptive from Sebring. And like you said, the Glen, where I'm sure like your competitive side came out. And like you said, like, yeah, I don't want to show up just to drive 36 minutes of six hours. Like now that you've had a full se- season of high downforce and you're coming off those two races, a little bit more to prove maybe this weekend at Road Atlanta. Yeah, certainly to myself, I, I'm done trying to prove to anyone else. Uh, I gave up on that when I walked away from the <laughs> cup. But uh, to myself, yeah, I mean, I, I'm on this steep learning curve week in and week out. And I do think the two series I'm running and help one another. And, um, you know, I, I know that I can be much more competitive than I have been in, in both divisions. There's been a lot of discussion with next gen being so similar to sports cars with the independent rear suspension and the better braking and all that stuff that NASCAR drivers might do more IMSA races because of the similarities. So I'm wondering, like, do you think that's true? Do you think it would help, it would behoove NASCAR drivers to try that? And would you be interested maybe in doing a next gen car race because of all your experience here in IMSA and kind of being more familiar with how these cars drive? 
I think there are similarities from a mechanical standpoint and technical standpoint, even into software, um, you know, from the engine and, and transmission and how those two work together. But the performance of the cars are so different. And the way we set them up for road courses versus ovals is so different. I don't think there's a direct crossover. I think from a Chad Canals being around the IMSA garage is, is a good thing. You know, he's learning about the parts and pieces that are going to be on the next gen car. I do think though, that the more vehicles you can drive, the better you will be as a driver. So a sidebar, sure. The more, the more crossover any driver uh, participates. And I think Larson's been able to prove that doesn't matter if it's a dirt, dirt car with a wing or not a wing, a midget, dirt late model, whatever it is, racing is racing, you know, and you're, you're just filing away laps and, and kind of sharpening your tools. But I, I think from a next gen car to a DPI, they are just two totally separate worlds. Yeah. You have any desire? Are you exploring that at all for 22? Like maybe trying a NASCAR race again or a cup race again? Or? Yeah, I, I honestly do have interest. It just depends on the schedule and, and what all comes down the pipe. Uh, for me between IndyCar and, and IMSA. And then the, uh, you know, I think from my perspective, I shouldn't hurry into a next-gen car. I think there's a lot to be worked out. And yeah. we don't know which organization, which manufacturer, like there's so much to be improved still that I, I think it's best for me to at least sit back for the first half of the NASCAR schedule and, and just be a fan and watch. Let them actually figure out how to make them steer correctly first. Uh, <laughs> and not cook drivers. <laughs> probably a good idea. So I know Chad was at Watkins Glen and Sebring. Is the plan for him to be a part of this again uh, this weekend? Yep, absolutely. He came to the test session for one of the two days and will be I'm trying to think of the title if it's strategist, much similar role to what he had at, at the six hour at Watkins Glen. Yeah, I talked to him before that, Jimmy, and he was just saying that he really enjoys kind of working with you in this relaxed environment because it's obviously you guys had so much success in Cup, but there were always stressors there. Whereas this, it's talking about how he can see the smile on your face, knowing that you're just going out and competing and racing and driving. I know that Chad loves these cars. And so I'm sure he's kind of in a similar relaxed mood. Like what's it like to work with him at these races that way? Yeah, I think sports cars has been an interest to us both independently. And I know the years that I was working with Chad and would leave to do the Rolex 24. Um, he always had a great interest in it, wished his schedule would allow him to come and see and participate. So now, now that he has a bit more free time, which I kind of question, I mean, he's working his tail off. Yeah. Um, you know, his love of racing, his love of sports cars, I think that's come to the forefront for us all to see. And uh, he's willing to take a little bit of free time he has in his life to, to come and hang out. And, you know, I've never had a working relationship like I've had with him where it went from, you know, that working level to, to literally like family. And sure, there were heated moments. Sure, it was kind of messy, you know, that last year or so that we worked together. But that's, that's all behind us. And we're really in a spot where um, we recognize we love working together and being around one another. And I've really enjoyed him at track. And uh, it's, it's been, been an awesome four races. And I, I honestly, I hope we can do more of it in the future. I'm not sure what the cards hold there, but I've really enjoyed these four, four races that we've had together. Yeah. He kind of mentioned that, that, you know, since your last season in 18, like you're still friends, like you said, I mean, I know you're part of his wedding and, and vice versa, but like, there's not as much time to kind of see each other. And is this sort of the opportunity to maybe spend as much quality time as you get with a good friend these days? 
without a doubt. I mean, we've had some kids' birthday parties and, and many attempts to grab dinner that haven't materialized. So when I look at the minutes or hours that we spent together this year, it's been because of the, the IMSA program. Um, yeah. It really has been a great connection point for us. We talk a couple of times a month, probably once a month to catch up personally and probably two or three times a month to catch up on, on items relative to the IMSA program. So it, it has allowed us to spend a lot more time together. How is it different? You know, you mentioned things were a little bit messy the last year in Cup, and I know that that was part of the reason for your success was you kind of drove each other with that team arrival sort of thing. How is it different, I guess, now working with him in the sports cars competitively? Like, is it you still have that kind of competitive baseline, but it's just less contentious? Yeah, I think with a lot of the pressure that our success created removed, we're back to just being ourselves. And, and I, I've said it before, I didn't realize the pressure I was carrying and I'm sure he was carrying and the, the pressure that put on our relationship to keep it going. And once that bubble popped and we, we went our separate ways in the cup series, it was like, oh, wow. Like I had no clue that was on my shoulders and our shoulders. So you know, there's so much about the way we interact with one another that brings the best out of us, out of both of us. So um, and, and Chad, as you so well know, has a high level of accountability when he engages or, or asks something from anyone. And, and I work well in that environment. So it's been really nice to have that back and, yeah. and have his accountability that he just naturally brings to a, a racing program. Yeah. You mentioned like he's so busy. Like that's why I asked because I mean, I know that, you know, he did Sebring, he did Walk in the Sun. I know he went to Le Mans the 24 hours, but I also know he just tweeted Monday at like 6 a.m. the day after Larson won the championship up oh, back at work. <laughs> so I, I didn't know if he was like so focused on next gen that he wouldn't have time for this. So that's cool that, yeah. that he did make time. He, he has. And I know it's been it's really eaten into his personal time. So I not only thankful to him, but I'm thankful to Brooke, Kip, and, and Vivian for allowing dad to come, you know, and spend some more time with me. Yeah, that's cool. So you mentioned it. You don't know what the cards hold. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. As far as next year, is it still sort of to be determined if you'll do Rolex and IMSA next year? Yeah, it's high on my list to get done. And, um, you know, hopefully 
uh, we get it to the finish line here sooner than later. But, um, you know, my, my intention is to be back in that Action Express car and uh, hopeful to have Ally on board. The involvement that Mr. Hendricks provided, and including Chad's presence. So, you know, that, that's, that's what we're working towards, but we just don't have anything put to bed yet. So the hope is just Ally will sign back on, but that decision has yet to be made. Yep. Still working through all of that now. Gotcha. And Chad and Hendrick would return, you think? That's a possibility? That's my hope. Yeah. Um, I, anything's possible, but that, yeah. that's certainly my hope. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I say all that, and, and Action does such an amazing job. And you look at the success of the 31 car, you know, the people that they have internally. You know, the, the Hendrick piece really is kind of that race day, uh, race weekend involvement where we bring in some guys to help crew over the wall and then Chad's influence. So regardless of how it shakes out, I, I know if I'm able to get it put together just with action alone, um, it's going to be a, a great program, a program that we can compete for the endurance championship with. But you know, clearly I would love to, to maintain the relationship with Ally, with Mr. Hendrick, with Chad. Uh, so so that, that certainly is the goal is to, uh, to try to replicate what we did this year, next year. Hearing you talk about it, Jimmy, are, are you really kind of intimately involved with this? I mean, I, I'm sure John Lewinson's handling the day-to-day or whatever for you, but it sounds like with this and maybe with Carvana too, like, are you more involved with making these sponsorship deals happen and keeping you on track? I, I really am. This has been a, a big year of growth for me outside of the car, you know, still yeah. in and around the industry, but outside of the car, I've done a lot of growing. I'm sure I've made lots of mistakes along the way, but you know, my involvement and my passion, you know, because I'm involved, my passion and desire shows through. And I I think it has made a difference with Carvana, with Ally, with Chip Ganassi Racing, with Action Express, um, the associate sponsors that are involved. Um, You know, I had many layers between me and and sponsors in a sense back uh, in my cup days. And I just worried about where my bus was parked and what time practice started. And, And now, you know, it is far different than that. What mistakes do you think you've made? You know, I would say that, I guess to generalize, I've, I've made a career out of making quick decisions. And in the business world, things move a lot slower. So I think ultimately being impatient, I'm not sure they've been mistakes, but I, I think my inexperience maybe has stood out in gotcha. a business setting just because I, I'm used to needing to make a lot of decisions in a short period of time. And a lot of this takes time and positioning. Um, there's also kind of a style in business that I, I feel like I'm starting to develop now and, and how, to, how to work relationships. And I, I honestly have such a greater appreciation watching Mr. Hendrick all these years manage at the tip of the spear from a, a team side, competition, sponsors. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. And, and I have a much better appreciation for that now. Are you learning that you like the business side maybe more than you thought you would? Um, yeah, I, I think it, it simplifies down to you know, victories. And, and in business, you have to identify what those victories are and what you're working for. And those victories are very rewarding and exhilarating. Um, the losses are letdowns and, and sad. You know, so there, there's a parallel path to like that on track whatever, you know, a victory might be that day or a loss. And, and I see that on the, uh, the business side. The victories are like getting Ally to commit to the full endurance season after the Rolex or getting Carvana to, to sign on to do IndyCar. And, Correct. But, and have there been some losses then? Or have there been some sponsors that like you were this close to and then couldn't quite close it? Or 
yeah, prospects, you know, there's available space on my IndyCar. And, and, I, and I would say there's probably, uh, when looking back at 21, uh, we had some room on the uh, IMSA car to bring sponsorship along. And we've had prospects that we've entertained at track and we feel like we're getting so close with and creating sponsorship decks and you get, you get right to the finish line and, you know, just doesn't work out for them this year for whatever reason. So those, those would be the losses. What has it taught you? You know, you talked about how you gained a greater appreciation for Rick Hendrick and tip of the spear and being that great leader and manager. Like what do you most admire about now what he does? And like, I guess what, what does he do that you maybe wish you could do to, to kind of close deals or bring on sponsors? I think ultimately my experience we just kind of talked about in, in needing to make quick decisions with those decisions comes some form of emotional satisfaction or dissatisfaction. You, know, you, you have an emotional experience that weighs in with it immediately and, and you can move on yeah. with business. There are so many balls in the air that have emotional, um, an emotional weight to them as well that I just, I, I feel um, uh, in my head, like things aren't in order or they're not organized because there's just all of this stuff floating around and there's good and bad that comes with decisions on, on all of them. So ultimately just appearing calm and cool. Like I, that, I don't know how Rick does that motorsports empire and an automotive empire. I mean, he makes it look so easy. And I feel like that's part of my inexperience this year that has shown that, you know, maybe I get a little more rattled in the business sense, or I, I bring it home and, and chew Shani's ear, you know, just bend her ear time and time again about all of this that's taking place. So I'm not sure, I forgot what your question is now, ultimately, but it's just been interesting to kind of manage all of these loose ends and to be comfortable with yeah. loose ends being out there. That, that's not been my life. You know, you tidy up every end and you move on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you answered it. It was, what does Rick Hendrick do? And it sounds like he can kind of compartmentalize and not get flustered if of the hundred things he's got going on, like two things aren't going right or whatever. And you're a guy I know who likes, you like structure and you like organization. Yeah. So you kind of have to embrace that sort of freewheeling side of it. Exactly. Yeah. Embracing yeah. the freewheeling side. And with the freewheeling side comes the ability to always be ready for a conversation. I'm learning now. I have so many balls in the air. And when I wake up in the morning and go through my notes, or, or a specific note, I'm ready for that call, but that call might not happen when I'm ready. I might be in the middle of carpool pickup when that call comes in and I'm, I'm on my heels like, oh my gosh, I don't have my notepad. What, what did I need to deliver? How do I handle this smoothly? How do I work through my brain and open up that corridor to, to those thoughts? Yeah. You know, there's a lot that goes with it that I have not had much experience with. How would you describe yourself uh, as Jimmy Johnson, the businessman? Any qualities that are different from Jimmy Johnson, the driver, the person, the racer? I think we're all who we are. So I, I, I spent a, a long part of my life thinking that there were these compartments. There was, you know, work Jimmy, family Jimmy, or, you know, there, there was a, a distinct separation. But as time has gone on and, and different people that I've listened to, uh, time I've spent with uh, sports psychologists, you know, whatever it might be, you, you are who you are. We want to believe we compartmentalize things, but we really don't, you know, our, our trends and traits are our trends and traits. So I, with that in mind, I, I think I'm much like I am in the workspace, you know, if it's in or out of the car. 
Gotcha. Last one. Uh, so your 2022 schedule, like beyond IndyCar, you want to do the IMSA program again. Any other plans for 2022? You know, we're still still just working hard, trying to see about the IMSA program. And, and obviously I did some testing on the ovals with the IndyCar program and, and where that nets out. We don't have any clarity yet. There's still, you know, a lot of moving pieces behind the scenes with team uh, with the team and contracts uh, to just, just to see if I can, I can run some mobiles next year in IndyCar. Gotcha. And um, Simon's moving over to, to Meyer Shank. So I don't know if he could still run Cadillacs, but I presume if you're still looking next year for him to be in a Cadillac, would you want to try to keep Simon and Kamui on the team with you? Or is that just still to be determined driver lineup wise? I'd love to. Um, that, that's yeah. definitely in my mind. I believe that, that Simon's going to have responsibilities for Meyer Shank in there. Yeah. <laughs> <DI> program. <laughs> That's so what I figured. My hopes are low on that one, but yeah. um, Kamui is so damn fast. I'd love to, you know, I want him so bad in the car and, and just such a good dude and so fun to be around. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to hang with the mini, but uh, he, he's fun. He's, he's I, a good guy. I have not had the chance to really interact with him aside from these Zoom sessions, but he's definitely a media favorite, even though we have no working relationship with him. Like for like Jenna Fryer and I, like we think he's, he just seems like the epitome of cool. Japanese is, cool. Is, and, and like I showed him where the refrigerator under my bus is located. So if he you know, wanted a drink or anything and uh, every race we've had, I hear the, the refrigerator rolling out. And I look and he's got a Bud Light in his hand. He's smiling. He's like, I just need one to go to bed. Like he, he seems, you know, that just the, he's quiet and, and appears to be so buttoned up. And I think he is all of those things, but yeah, it's your, he's just cool and fun. Like his humor, he spent a lot of time in the UK and uh, he can cuss like a sailor and, and has a lot of that, you know, British kind of swagger in there. It's just fun. I, I really, really enjoy being around him. That's cool. Oh, I remember there was that one moment during Rolex where we caught him on camera. Like it was like he was giving you a pep talk or pumping you up. I don't know if maybe it was explaining like the bus stop or something or like, but you oh. just got out of the car and he was like, really, really, it seemed to be like coaching you, but like in a really positive, encouraging sort of way. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's right. I, I remember him being in my face. I can't remember what he was saying, but yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a good dude. All right, man. Well, I, I know I've taken uh, more of your time than you probably expected. I'll okay. let you get back to it. Awesome. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Jimmy. Good luck. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.